0: Over the last three years on this podcast, guests on so many episodes have reminded me that when the trials of life weigh us down, meditating on our great salvation helps restore our joy. This is always a great reminder, and it's also the theme of a conference coming up June 16 to 18 in Indianapolis. Remember Your Joy is the theme of the Gospel Coalition's 2022 Women's Conference. And speakers like Jackie Hill Perry, Jen Wilkin, and John Piper will help you consider how seven Old Testament stories point to our greater salvation in Christ and lead us to greater joy. Learn more about the conference and register soon at tgc.org slash tgcw22. And be sure to use the code in the word 20, that's in the word and then the number is 20, to get a discount on your tickets. This is In the Word on the Go, the podcast where we look at one verse from God's word for 10 minutes of your day. Welcome to In the Word, On the Go. I'm Champ Thornton, your host. Whether you're listening by yourself or with a family, this podcast is here for you to spend 10 more minutes in God's Word while you go about your day. In each episode, I get to interview one person about a favorite verse from the Bible. And today I'm so glad to welcome back Daniel Darling. Dan is a writer and speaker, having previously served for six years as vice president of communications with the Ethics and Religious Liberties Commission of the Southern Baptist Convention. Dan is a prolific author. He's written 10 books, including most recently A Way with Words. He's also written books for Easter and Christmas, once called The Characters of Easter, and the best selling, The Characters of Christmas. Dan's work has been featured in outlets such as USA Today, Christianity Today, and Dan serves World Magazine as a columnist. He and his wife, Angela, have four children and they attend Green Hill Church in Mount Juliet, Tennessee. And I am thrilled to have you back on the podcast. Dan, welcome.
1: I am so glad to be back on here. I love this podcast. It's such a great service for families and great idea.
0: Oh, you're too kind. Well, let's just dive in then and find out what passage you have today.
1: Well, I love in the very beginning of the Bible, Genesis uh, chapter one and two, but specifically, really Genesis 126 and I'd like to read that and then I'd like to kind of go a little bit to Genesis chapter 2 if I can Perfect. So Genesis 126 this is the story of creation and then it gets to the creating of human beings it says then God said let us make man in our image according to our likeness they will rule the fish of the sea the birds of the sky the livestock the whole earth and the creatures that crawl upon the earth and then if you get into Genesis chapter 2 I'm going to go there right now verse I think uh, 7 It says, then the Lord God formed the man out of the dust from the ground and breathed the breath of life into his nostrils, and man became a living being. I uh, love this passage. It just talks about the unique
0: way in which God created human beings. So let's go there and find out, like, what does it mean that God created human beings? It says he created them in his image. Unpack that for us. Is it that we're communicating people or we're thinking people or like, what's God's word have to say to us today? Well, I think it says a couple of things. First of all, I think
1: that this is one of the the best gifts that Christianity gives to the world. It, mm-hmm. it gives a unique vision of what it means to be human. And if you just look at the way that Moses, who's writing Genesis, narrates the creation of human beings, for all the other rest of creation, it says that God spoke creation into existence. God, with his word, created the world. But then it's like Moses, you know, the storyteller, he like slows down when he gets to human beings and uses such rich language to describe human beings, uh, the way they're created, that God didn't speak human beings into existence, he, he actually reached with his hands and, and sculpted humans out of the dust of the ground and breathed into humans the breath of life. And, and notice the way that it talks about, let us make man in our image. And I think you have there a hint of the, of the God of the Trinity there, the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And what it tells us is that with the creation of humans, there was such great deliberation and care in heaven hmm. for how humans will be created. And if you, if you go to Psalm 139, where David talks about that every soul is knit together in the mother's womb, right. it just shows that God placed such intricate detail and care in the creation of human beings and how valuable human beings are to God. Ephesians 2.10 says that humans are, are God's masterpiece. God's finest creation are human beings. It's God's best work. Hmm. And I think this is an important message for a couple of reasons. Number one, it tells you and me and anybody listening that we didn't we didn't just get here randomly, that we're not just the product of some kind of accident, but that there's a creator out there who designed and created us with intentionality and with care. And that should tell us something. I think it's the gospel that we preach and that we believe tells us anything. It first tells us that there's a creator who created us with intentionality, who loves us. Uh, we were separated from our creator because of sin, but then God through Jesus found a way to reconcile us with the one who created us. So it tells us that first of all, that we are valuable to God, that we have a purpose and that we are not just random. What, what a great message for every person to understand that you have value, you have dignity, not because of the work you can do, not because of what you can produce, not because of how you look, not because of your family or your wealth or your lack of wealth, all those things are great. You have value as a human being because God says you're made in his image. To be made in the image of God means there's something in us that reflects God, that there's something in us that has hints about what God must be like. So that, that's the first reason why it's important. The second reason why it's important is that it means everyone we know, every human being has value. So it should affect the way we think about other human beings. It should affect the way we think about the most vulnerable human beings, that there are no throwaway humans. There are no disposable human beings. There's no junk. There's no trash. Hmm. There's no humans that can be discarded. Every human has value. And we should think that about the way we see our neighbors, those people that we interact with, our friends, people on the other side of the world, people we interact with. Humans all have, have dignity and value.
0: So it answers all those basic questions. Mm-hmm. And yet another question that comes to my mind is, where might we be inclined to miss this? So probably every 10-year-old that's gone to Sunday school will be able to say, every human is made in the image of God. And hopefully every adult Christian would affirm that as well. But surely we we have a tendency to get this wrong in some places in our life where we're just not consistent. Where do you see those gaps might be?
1: Well, I think the gaps are that we're tempted, since since the fall, we're tempted to you know, you look at the, even in the first generation of human beings, we're tempted to, um, because of sin, because we believe the lie of the serpent, that we can be like God. Hmm. We're tempted to turn in on each other. And he, image bearers, God's image bearers have been striking out at each other in violence and war and death and all kinds of things. The thing about being made in the image of God is it does really two things for us. Number one, it, tell, it, it tells us we're not God. So that's a huge thing, is hmm. we are tempted ever since Eden, to think that we are God, we're our own little gods. You know, that's what Satan said, you can be like God. Understanding Genesis tells us, no, you're actually not God, you're created in the image of God. Hmm. But number two, it also tells us that we're not animals either. Hmm. And we have both a responsibility and a dignity above the rest of creation. What's interesting to me is that Eve, in wanting to be like God, actually became less than human in the Hmm. way she behaved. She's listening and taking orders from an animal. We're supposed to have dominion over the animal kingdom. And that's really what sin does. There's this idea that when I sin, I'm just being human. But actually, sin is less than human. We we do things that are less than human. So the good news is that Jesus came as a human being, and he came to rescue our humanity, to save our bodies and our souls. Jesus being the perfect human, the second Adam, who is going to, uh, at the end of the age, is going to resurrect our bodies into a more perfect humanity. And so God is here to rescue his creation. So all that really dovetails in that, those beautiful passages in, in the opening part of Genesis.
0: Oh, that's fantastic. Dan, thank you for this great reminder about who we are and why we're here and what God made us to be like. So would you just close our time in prayer by praying these verses for us? Yes, I would love to.
1: Dear Heavenly Father, we're so thankful and grateful uh, for the good news of the gospel. We're grateful for the good news that you've created us in your image and for your glory, that we are not made for ourselves, but we're made to reflect you, that everything we do uh, should be a reflection of you. That uh, I pray, Lord, that we would both see ourselves as being not just here randomly, but being created by a loving creator, and that uh, we can find hope and peace in Jesus Christ, who has redeemed us and that we are not our own. I also pray, Lord, that we would see our neighbors, those around us, even those people we despise or the people who have hurt us or people who we don't agree with, not as anything less than human beings created in the image of God. Lord, help us, Lord, to help lift up the vulnerable, to come alongside those whose humanity is being erased and help us to help restore their dignity, Lord, in your name we pray.
0: Thanks for listening to In the Word on the Go. For more information about this podcast or to listen to past episodes, visit wordonthego.net.